Well, hello and welcome to From Busy to Rich, a podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase profitability and quality of life. My name is Justin Lakin, and with me as always is Wes Young. Today we'll be kicking off a new discussion around topics that have um, have to do with this idea of building your team. In this episode, we'll focus on Working Genius specifically, an assessment tool that can help you better understand your team's natural gifts and help them thrive. With that, I'll kick it over to Wes. Wes, how are you? Hey, brother, doing great. Um, again, as always, we need to, to let everybody know Andy's not with us today. So Andy's, Andy's just out for this one episode. He'll be back with us uh, uh, later in, in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the topic that we're going to be diving into uh, for the next many weeks, Justin, because I don't think there's anything quite as important when you start to really accelerate your growth as as building an ideal team that's going to help you continue to increase your own profitability and quality of life, as well as the clients that you serve uh, and doing that with intentionality, not just haphazard, which is the way a lot of people do it. So looking forward to our, our discussion around this uh, today. Yeah. So on that, like, if you don't mind, give us a little sneak peek of what your ideas and thoughts are on the season and, and then more specifically dive into what is what is this working genius? Yeah. So a uh, big, big picture theme, I think, is this, is that, uh, you know, we come into this business, most people, and and you're kind of like, uh, you ever seen the old, like a, a one man band where they've got the drum, they got the cymbals, they got horn. It's like they're doing everything. You, you, that picture come to mind? Yeah. You, you made me think of Dick Van Dyke in, in the Mary Poppins movie. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you remember when he's in the park. He's dancing around. He's got like 16 different instruments. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. If, if yeah. those of you are listening, if, if you don't remember that, please go Google at least one man band or Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Yeah. And, and you know, the one man band's great for, for certain environments, but honestly, long term for where uh, an elite advisor wants to go, you, you really need to begin to get other members of the band. And, and I, I, that's the analogy I used to think about it. And, and as you do that, as you, as you begin to add new talent to the organization, uh, it's really important to have some, some guardrails in place and things that enable you to do that to where it's going to be not only a good culture fit, but also good for the role that you need played in that given season as you're adding team members. And it really does, the band analogy works really well here because you can hire incredibly talented people. And just like you could hire, you know, if you're a singer, you could get a great guitar player or a great drummer, or maybe if you're keyboards or horns or whatever it is you're adding. And they can be the most talented musicians in the world. But if they start playing different songs at different times, at different rhythms, it's going to sound like noise and, and instead of, you know, beautiful music. So the whole idea here with building an ideal team is, is continuing to play beautiful music. And, and, and as it relates to the, the financial industry specifically, there's certainly some, some uh, components. We'll talk specifically about the types of people that, that we think ultimately help you make up a really powerful organization, growing organization, and, and do this kind of elite, holistic fee-based financial planning that we do that helps align people's use of capital to the things that matter most. And, uh, and, and so when it comes to what I want to talk about today, specifically this idea of the working genius, um, it really, it's like around these areas that we typically test for, and this isn't a test you fail. Okay. So this is, this is just one of these things that helps you be more self-aware about you 
And it also helps you understand and appreciate the things that are uh, that are different from you or the same that are on your team and how to best maximize those things. Um, when people take the working genius, they often uh, say, well, Wes, is, is mine good? Is, 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 what are the best kind of leaders working genius? And there isn't a good, okay? This is like a, the, the best leaders are aware leaders, aware of where they might get in their own way naturally and, and where they might want to step on the gas more because it's their area. So, so here's, here's really where we'll go. Um, think of it as there's three primary areas people do like, like uh, uh, indexes or testing or things like that around. Uh, one of them, which everybody's super familiar with, is going to be uh, the cognit- cognitive mind. So if you've ever heard of the wonder lick, yep. that's what all the people that go in the NFL combine, they have to take. And it, it's like kind of like an IQ score, you know, of intelligence. And there's a variety of those different things. Um, the, then you've got the the uh, affective mind, which is like how you value things externally, internally. And there's great, great things you can do around that that's really helpful from a coaching perspective. Where we're going to live um, for this week and probably next week too, is things that inform our, our, us as it relates to our, uh, cognitive. So not cognitive, but cognitive, cognitive mind is all about if left to your own net nature, if left to yourself, how do you naturally like to solve problems? How do you naturally like to seize opportunities, um, and, and, and be in the area of flow. And one of my favorite tools that kind of helps with that is this working genius. Now, um, Patrick Lencioni's group, Patrick Lencioni, great author. You know, we, we, we love a lot of his work and, uh, and his team's work at the table group. They're a big, great consulting company. Um, they have done, uh, really all the work around this stuff over the last, I guess, I think it's close to three years now of the working genius. And so I, I'm going to go through at a high level today what it is and how we use it. Uh, but I really, if this is something that interests you, I highly recommend you go check out their website, which we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, because it's incredibly, incredibly powerful stuff. You can go take the assessment yourself. You can have your team take it. Uh, they'll even work with you on interpreting it. But I'll tell you, it's so intuitive that it's one of those. Some, sometimes you take stuff and it gives you back like a coded feedback and you're like, need some a professional to help you diagnose it. This is one of those that with reasonably quick uh, up, uh, like uptake, you, you know where you fit and you kind of know where your team fits and you can kind of laugh and see where you can work way better together. So, um, so yeah, so I'll, dump, I'll, I'll, I'll just dive right in. There's, there's six areas of, of working genius and, and the, the acronym for it is widget. The idea here is that um, uh, I'll go through the geniuses and, and, and then I'll give you kind of how these things dance in the creative process. But the idea here is all of us have two geniuses. We have two areas that are competencies and we have two areas that are frustrations. So when you think of a, of a genius, think of it like use the analogy of a hot cup of coffee. Like let's say you had a Yeti cup and you pour coffee into that Yeti and you put a lid on that Yeti. It's going to stay hot a long time. And, and when you're working in your genius, you've got a ton of energy for it. I mean, you stay hot a long time. Uh, we'll talk about this, but but like doing this podcast for me is one of those activities. Like I can I can stay hot for a long time in this because uh, it happens to flow in the areas of, of uh, my genius. And, and then you have things that are competencies, which are things, it's kind of like you take the lid off that Yeti. You can do them. You probably don't hate it. And you have a reasonable amount of energy for it, but not as much as your genius. So it's not, it's not there. The frustrations are like the things, it's like you took the lid off and drilled a hole in the side of the Yeti. You, you're going to run out of gas for that really, really quick. Um, 
all of us, Justin, can operate in any of these areas and we have to. So there's no perfect like life where you're always in your green, which would be your genius. You got to do a little yellow and occasionally you got to do some red stuff. It's just if we can design a life around understanding where our green is and trying to spend as much time as we can there and then putting in place barriers, guardrails, buffers, systems, people that kind of help us out with all those other things. Uh, we're going to be a lot happier and we're going to do a lot more good. So I I, uh, I can I can dig into these one by one and then we can play with this because I also have our working geniuses up on my screen, uh, Justin. So uh, they kind of go like this. So again, it spells out the acronym widget. So wonder is the first one, invention, then discernment, galvanization, enablement, and tenacity. Let me, let me just give you high definitions of what all these are, and then we'll give some real-life examples of how these things would work together. So wonder, when you have the genius of wonder, you have the, the natural gift of pondering possibilities of greater potential and opportunities in a given situation. So you have, you have just naturally, you're really good at questioning things and asking questions probably nobody else has even thought to ask. Um, invention. Invention is the natural gift of creating original and novel ideas and solutions. So if you have the, the genius of invention, you're constantly like ideating is so much fun for you. You're coming up with like, you know what else we could do is we could we could actually solve the problem this way. So you, you and by the way, if you have someone that has the gift of wonder and you have the gift of invention, that's a really good pairing because they're going to come up with questions. And, and as an inventor, you will immediately come up with like 10 solutions. Now, not all of them are going to be good, but but one will be gold in there, maybe two. Then discernment, discernment, the genius of discernment is the natural gift of intuitively and instinctively uh, evaluating ideas and situations. And so you, you will have this capacity to, you like with an inventor to see like, here's 10 ways forward. Now, two of those are really good um, because you just naturally intuitively can lean into what would matter most. And in fact, it's, it's really powerful to have that inventor discerner um, uh, creative process because the discerner will often, or the discerner will come back and say, well, what about this? Because I, I could see this being the best path forward. And then the inventor can then go, oh, yeah. And what we could also do with that, and they'll take it a little bit further. You know, so it's like this back and forth kind of volleyball between, between those things. Uh, galvanizing. Galvanizing uh, when you, is the natural gift of rallying, inspiring, and organizing others to take action. So these people, when they get a good idea that is given to them that they believe in, they have so much energy around keeping everybody else's energy high around running this idea to the next level. And they just get a kick out of like continuing to stir up the energy and kind of rally the troops around keeping, keeping people excited about it. Uh, it, it, it. Enablement, which sounds like a bad one. So oftentimes we'll hear people go like, well, you're enabling them to, you know, continue their terrible habit they have or whatever it might be. But it's not that. It's just the really the only way to describe this this role is when you have the gift of the genius of enablement. It's the natural gift of providing encouragement and assistance for an idea or a project uh, or a person. So you really want to help when you're enablement. You you don't necessarily it's you know the i the, the, it goes to the idea phase. Um, then then it's like here's where we're going to go together, and you're like I want to help with that, and I, I just want to whatever I can do to kind of help the team and and with enablement it's more about the people uh that are involved in the idea and what the idea can help accomplish that gets the the enable or excited to do whatever they need to do on the team to to get things done 
The last one is tenacity. And when you have the, the genius of tenacity, which again, kind of sounds like the enablement, it's like they want to get things done. It's a little different because it's the natural gift of pushing projects or tasks to completion um, to achieve results. And that's the specific thing. They want to be able to finish. When you have tenacity as one of your geniuses, you do not want to not be able to check the box. You And, and we've got some funny stories about that. But um, yeah, I can kind of go into this a little bit with like, Justin, we can start with you and I, and we'll, t- we'll start talking about some other people on our team as well. Just yeah, jump in. Um, so, so I, I have, my two geniuses are, uh, I'm a DI, so I'm a discerner inventor. And Justin, you could probably, having worked with me now for the length of time you have, would you say that that's a pretty fair description of, of where I like to live? That is a pretty fair description of where you like to live. Yeah. Absolutely. And what's good is, Justin, you're an ED, which is you got enablement and you've got discernment. So oftentimes when we're when we're doing strategy sessions, like we, we've just come through some annual planning. We're still polishing some of that here for, for this year. And honestly, it's one of my favorite times of the year because I get to really stir up my eye. And it's great to have a D that I can say, listen to these ideas. And, and then because even though I have D as a, as a genius, sometimes it's, it's dip, more difficult to discern your own stuff. And you need other Ds around you to go, hey, that one I don't know that will work as well as this one. And if we had to put all our energy into this because we have limited energy, eyes, eyes don't like feeling like they don't have unlimited options, but we do. We, 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 and we have unlimited options, but we can only have limited ability to execute upon those options. So D sometimes will help us like direct and redirect and, and iterate and, and come to come to a good, like here's a good next way forward. So any thoughts on that, Justin? Yeah, well, I was just thinking eyes, you remind me of when I was in the military, we, used, we had a phrase for for eyes and it was the good idea fairy. There was always that guy that that always had some good right. idea, right? That would pop up and, and sure enough, like some of them absolutely are good. But it just even as you're talking through these, it's really easy to to start thinking of specific people like, oh yeah, that that person is definitely this, right? Like yeah. I, I do think it does a great job. And it's interesting because you know, a lot of people are familiar with Myers Briggs and some of those other personality tests. And this is just such a different approach of like, hey, I, you know, with your time and your your usage, right? Like not not just from a skill standpoint or a personality proclivity, it's it's where are you gonna function well for a long term and, and within a team. Yeah. And I think it's important to point out here, because we've tested hundreds and hundreds of advisors through the working genius. And um there, there's not like a right type. We have fabulous, really successful advisors that have every combination you can imagine in here. But how you build the team around you and, and when you like need need different outside sources to come in is is really important to know. So like if if uh, you know I can think of one advisor right now and they're a they're a ET, so they're enablement tenacity. So they love to help, they love to finish. Um their their DI is their frustration. And so so the thing is they understand that about themselves. So when they're working with like a good coach or maybe they jump into one of our classes, um a lot of the DI's been done. Right. It's 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 like, hey, here's here's some really good ways forward. And they're like, Wes, I don't want to sit in a room and like talk to you about it all the time. I just want you to tell me how to do it, what what works, and I'll go do it. I will do it really, really well. 
but give me the why and give me the what, and then I will run down the road with the why. You go create, you, you use your lab, you know, you guys, you and Justin can ID all day long. Just tell me when you figured out kind of the general direction of where we need to run. And they'll run really well, but they understand like they're they're done trying to sit in there and think of new creative novel ways forward. And they're like, there are resources out there that have done this before that have a really good path to run. Um, that's why I, I love Justin working with coaches and we've got some great coaches that we work with and where it's good because they can see stuff that you can't see and they can then say, hey, here's two or three things that you could blend into the rhythm of your organization right now that we've seen work with hundreds of other advisors and it would immediately take off. So, mm. um, yeah. And, and then I think about like the the uh, the the people on our team, e- even as we've been going through the process here of of like what what new initiatives we're launching, what old ones we're killing and things like that. And I know I know when I get in the meetings, the certain meetings, who's going to come back and say, well, here's why that's not going to work. And 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 it's but you you want that. And, and now I, I want them. at a, Here's what I also think is important. I want that at a specific stage of the the process. I don't want that when I'm in like the lab and I'm creating new ideas. I really just need a discerner or or a wonderer to be a part of that. Uh, If I have only an ET in there with me, because ET, you know what they're thinking the whole time I'm talking about all the ideas. I'm the one that's going to have to do that. And here's why it won't work (laughs) because they want to get it across the finish line. And ET is my frustration. And so um, I certainly understand that. Um, so it's a good combination, but it is really good. You get it certain ways down the road in that creative process, the wonder process, say, okay, now what do you see here? And, and that, that's where they're going to be really good to go. Here's where I think we're going to have trouble. And then we can go back and invent ways around the trouble. And, and so I think it's super powerful. Um, you know, we, we, we don't like, I, I recommend everybody go take it. Uh, see where you are. What's funny is is guess where you think you'll be prior before you take it take the uh, the the assessment. And then uh, I would even have other people weigh in, show them. You know, there's some a really good graphic that you can just look up. Working Genius, and it says widget, and it shows all the types. Try and guess where you think you'd come in. Then take it and and maybe get one of their professionals to help you do like walk through. Because I will tell you, as we hire people like for, for specific outcomes and roles, there's just certain, if, if I was, if you were to try and like uh, make me do a parent planner role for, I mean, I, I can do it. I had to do it. I, I had to, at one point, you know, create all the initial analysis and do detailed meeting notes and, and then do all the project management, which a lot of those, those specific roles, particularly how we've designed them in our organization, are very, very much like they need T or E. Um, maybe even some G would be helpful in there, you know, and, and those kind of things. Um, those are just, I'm, I'm going to get cold fast, you know, I, and especially if it's if it's those ET duties. So it's like when you look at your role, you look at how, how you're dancing together right now and who's doing what, you may need to shift some people around on the bus to things that they're going to love more and everybody else is going to love that they're doing them. So any, any other thoughts, Justin? On, on yeah, just, you know, as you're talking about this and you're building out this team, right? It sounds like a perfect world. You've got a mix of everybody. You've got, you know, everybody's got like the different geniuses a part of the team, which is great. Um, so I guess kind of two questions. Is that like the end state and objective as you build a team, eventually you build up through, you've got everybody. 
but starting out, like you're hiring one person. Mm-hmm. So is there like, are there specific types starting out that, that you were focused on on hiring or, or was it specific to you based off of your working genius, who you were looking for to hire and, and help support in, in the needs? Yeah, I think so. We're going to dig into this too in future episodes because this is such a multifaceted dynamic question. Um, When you're looking to add people, I think the best thing you can do, uh, one, know know your working genius, of course, and we're going to talk about other assessments that are helpful in this. But early days, you need to to think through, and I I have a real, we have a real simple assessment. We'll make it available um, to people that it, it, you go through, we call it the, the one, five, 10 exercise. And so every quarter we go down the list and we say, and it's all the activities that you do. And if you're the only person, you are the team right now, you're the one man band, you do a whole lot of things, right? So you you can have all these things on the list and then it's going to be really easy for you to go down that list and say, all right, one, five, 10, meaning how, how important is it that I do this thing for the organization to continue to grow? And then you're so 10 would be, this is critically important that I do it. Five would be, it's critically important. It is done, but not necessarily that it's me. I could probably hire somebody that's as good or better. Um, and then the last part is, is if it's a one, you don't even need to do it at all. And, and there are certain things that when you start a business, you just don't need to do. And then maybe later on, you add them when you have more capacity. There's certain things that maybe you needed to do in the beginning that later is just no longer is relevant. So our, our stuff shows up on this list, even for us all the time in different places. The second lane, though, you go back through your list, and this is really where the genius will come into play a lot of times, is you'll do a second list of 1, 5, 10, 10 being, I love this. This gives me the most energy, and it's in my wheelhouse. If I could do this a lot, I would. I, this would be like one of the areas that I truly enjoy. Five being, I'm okay. I can do it. If I didn't have to do it, I'd, I'd be okay with somebody else doing it. Or, or maybe sometimes you're just spread so thin. That you, it's like, I like this, but I don't like it when I have to do all these other things. I don't have enough time to allocate to that. Um, it could be like even preparing, I'd say for this podcast, Justin, there's, there's times where, um, like this is a 10 activity for me. I love it. And it's, 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 a, it's critical that I do it and, and participate in it. But when we go through certain cycles of the, of the business, when we've got, you know, the class that we teach as well as maybe it's just a really busy season with clients and I'm doing a lot of lead advisor activities and maybe I'm also having to get involved in project management because of some of the types of projects, it be, can become a five. And it's a, not a five because I don't love it. It's a five because I don't, I don't like having a, not enough time to really give more energy to it. And, and, and I, and I guess I need energy for this. So um, so I would recommend they do that. And then what's going to emerge is really low hanging fruits. And honestly, let's just be real transparent for advisor. If you're, if you're a brand new, not brand new advisor, but you're an advisor and you're a one man band or one woman band, you, you probably need help. And it probably needs to be in the ET space, just, just right out of the barrel, because what you need is probably somebody that's going to help you get project work done, uh, help you administer with administrative work, because it's important that stuff gets done. It's just not always important the lead advisor do all of it. Now you may be an ET and you may enjoy it. You may do it really well. Problem is when you also have lead advisor responsibility, unless you're going to hire a lead advisor, which is probably not your first hire, uh, you t- just to move to, to increase your capacity of impact, you need you probably need an ET. Um, so that, that's what I would recommend there. 
Uh, and, and then as you grow, like now we have enough, you know, organizational bandwidth where we're constantly one realigning where we invest people's time in our organization, but also like the, where we, where we, who we get next as we, as we go through that one, five, 10 exercise, or uh, that, that's a really powerful way to, for us to say, we actually need somebody to fill this gap. And if we don't have them on the team and we hired for it, what do we think the best, like, working genius would be for that person to where they'd love the role. They'd, they'd probably naturally be better at it than most of us and, and go from there. So I, I think it's, it's fun. You can get and work with a coach on this stuff. Lots of coaches are using this these days. Um, but uh, that that's typically what I would do. So I guess for me, one of the things I think about is, is finding people as well, right? Like you're talking about what type of working genius and, and filling certain roles you know, do you have any tips, I guess, for our listeners, like when you're, when you're starting out, how do you attract those type of people? Because typically you're going to, you're going to surround yourself with like-minded people, right? Like you're an ideas guy. You probably, like you said, don't hang out with a lot of people who are going to be on the the T side, right? That are going to, going to say, wait, wait, this is, this is how any of that stuff that you're talking about would have to be done, right? Or here's all the reasons we can't do it. Yeah. So you're surrounded with your friends and your communities, mostly eyes. So, you know, just any tips on, how you've had success and and growing and finding new people. Yeah. Well, I think one is to really have an honor for people that are not like you. I think that's really important to understand. We, this is, we need other people to do, to be more complete. Uh, Otherwise you're going to have gaps and they're going to, they're going to slow you down. They're going to frustrate you. They're going to frustrate other people. So I think um, one, just having a, a genuine appreciation for people with geniuses that are not yours. Um, I think the next thing is when you, when you are looking to hire, you know, there's multiple ways you can hire. I mean, we, I think of our organization, um, we've hired people a number of different ways. One is we've, we've used services like Indeed, you know, most of our people that, that are part of our team today, they came because other people introduced them to us and they said, Hey, when we, we would put out, you know, everything from, you know, put it out in social media to say, hey, we're looking to expand and here's kind of the role we're, we're looking to bring in and hire for. And it's just amazing how every time we do that and we spread the word, how people will then naturally come in with, you really need to talk to Justin or you need to talk to uh, Jordan or, or, you know, whoever it is that's coming in the team. So I, I think using those, using services is great. You're going to get a lot of resumes that probably don't fit, but um, but I, I would not say that's a reason not to use it. Using there's, you know, uh, services where people will like concierge that process for you. Um, I would also say at this point, it's knowing myself, I'm generally the last person to get involved in the actual interviewing hiring process. And, and the reason for that is like, I'm so excited about the possibilities with my eye of what could be as coming aboard. Oftentimes, um, you know, I will, I will, it's like I'm selling the role to somebody. But so what we do now is we go through all this testing and I've got other people that, you know, kind of vet what we're looking for and we get pretty close. And then, and then, and then I'm kind of the, once we've all agreed as a team, pretty much this person is probably going to be a good candidate worth investing in. Then, then I get involved and have a conversation with them. Other thing I'd say with everybody thinking about hiring is just remember, you, you don't tie this to eternity. Meaning this is that a lot of times when you don't have someone on your team, let's say you have no one right now, you've never had another team member, and you're thinking about 
the amount of money you would need to pay to get somebody good. Um, and I understand that because you're going, but if that money's going out, um, that money's no longer coming into me. And how am I going to pay my bills and sleep indoors and eat food every day? You know, those kind of things. And, and, and what I tell you is, one, you kind of know intuitively you're smart. To get where you want to go, you need people. It's never going to be convenient. And it's never going to be like, you know, you're just growing, man, I'm so happy about, you know, writing another check for someone to come to work. The deal is you're doing it because it's an investment and, and, and you believe it's going to provide a return. And if it's, it's not working, you don't, you're not signing up for eternity with this person. Okay. So it's like, I think this would work and we want to be committed and, you know, to think, think we've got a good way forward and design that. But then they're just, they're, they're you just got to start. And then, you know, what'll happen is, the other thing is you 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 got in your own head this imposter syndrome that sometimes runs that yeah I'm I'm making it doing it the way I've always done it. If I had somebody else in there and they start doing all that other stuff, I got to prove that that can go create additional results with that bandwidth that's just been created for me. And what I would say is if you can just borrow my faith, you can and you will. You will create the additional results. When that space is there, you'll create things you couldn't you couldn't even think about right now, just because you don't have bandwidth. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think uh, don't be afraid to experiment. You know, try stuff on, but this works. I mean, and, and the more aware you are of the kind of leader you are, the better leader you are, regardless of what your genius is and what your frustrations are. Awareness in and of itself just helps you begin to make better decisions and live with fewer regrets in your life. That's that's great. All helpful information. Uh, and I also encourage our listeners, if, if you have any questions, we highly encourage you. You can go on the podcast and leave something in the review, or you can just email us at info at wesleyyoung.com. We're happy to answer questions and incorporate that in some of our future podcasts and um, be able to add some additional discussion. Wes, any other any other thoughts that you want to talk on Working Genius before we close this out? Uh, no, I, I just say go do it. It's inexpensive. Go uh, to the Working Genius website and, uh, and 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 take one for yourself first. That's probably the best gateway into getting it for everybody else. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Again, we'll have the Working Genius link in the show notes. You feel free to, do, to go there and click through that direct. We'll also have the assessment that Wes was mentioning, the 1510 available for download through our website. I want to thank you so much for joining us today and listening in. Hey, if you like what you heard, I encourage you to go to our website. Again, that's www.westyounglive.com or wherever you consume podcasts and listen to prior seasons. We also encourage you to check out some of our on-demand courses and products. You can enjoy 25% discount with the code PODCAST25. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-2-5, all caps, one word. Thank you again. We look forward to having you with us on our next episode as we continue this discussion on how building a team successfully.